0: I can see, but I'd rather have a little more light. Because you know what? We're children of the light. We're children of the day. Yes. Let there be. You see how that works? Let there be. It's amazing. It's amazing. This last week... And the pastor's meeting, and I got up to go to the restroom. And while I was going to the restroom, the Lord told me, he said, don't you be too quick to get off the key. So when you, when we get off the key, you may be like exchange. You say, When are we going to get off? But you know what? He's telling you that the key is the key. It is the key. And that's in Matthew 16, if you hadn't heard this. I was reading Matthew 16, and he says here in Matthew 16, he's talking to Peter and the boys. He says, verse 13... Lord, thank you for this word. Lord, give us ears to hear in Jesus' name. You don't want to say something. He says to the church, churches in Revelation, what did he say? He says, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Say, pray with me. Lord Jesus, let me hear what the spirit is saying to your church and we bind every deaf and dumb spirit in the name of jesus we take authority over that in the name of jesus and we command you to loose our ears and loose our eyes to hear and see what you're saying to your church in this time in jesus name we are more than conquerors we're not just conquerors we're more than conquerors through him that loved us all right matthew he says here Verse 13, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Some say that you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, some Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said unto him, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to Peter, Peter, your old man didn't tell you that. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my Father in his heaven, which is in heaven, and I say unto you, now listen to what he's saying. He says, Peter, you told me who I am. Now I'm going to tell you who you are. Come on now. He says, you are Peter, which means Petros. It's a stone. Peter, you're a stone. And upon this Petra rock, Jesus, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give to you the Greek word here is when he told me to look up that word. And he says, it's key, not keys. And the Holy Spirit is the key to the kingdom. He is the key to the kingdom. You know, Jesus said to the Pharisees, says, You stiff-necked and circumcised in spirit, heart and spirit, you do always resist the Holy Ghost. You fathers did, and you do also. And he says, you'll not allow those that go to come in, and you won't go in yourself, and you won't allow anybody else to go in. And that's pretty well where the church has been for 2,000 years won't go in yourself. You don't want anybody else to go in. But the key to the kingdom is the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said in Matthew twelve twenty eight says, if I by the Holy Ghost cast out devils, the kingdom has come to you. And Jesus said, go, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and cast out devils. Freely have received, freely give. And by the way, say the kingdom is here. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is here. It's now. From the days of John the Baptist to now. The kingdom suffers violence, but no more. it's his father's good pleasure to give it to you now. Right. So just take it. Yeah. Take the kingdom, right? Seek you first the kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you, because it's the Father's good pleasure to give it to you. Now with that authority, Jesus said in John 20:21, 20, he says, "As my Father sent me, so send I you. Receive ye the Holy Ghost." Whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted. Whosoever sins you retain, they're retained. And that word retained means unpardoned. That's a pretty heavy word, isn't it? Whosoever sins you retain on them, it's retained on them. Now what's he saying? That's the authority of the church. That's what Jesus has given us as the church authority to do. And we see in the book of Acts where Peter told what? What happened on that day when Peter talked to Ananias and Sapphira? What happened? You know, I believe it shocked Peter as much as it did everybody else. I didn't see Peter doing that anymore because Peter realized the authority that he had. Amen? And he, Jesus took it serious. Amen? And, and when they said to that, that, whatever that guy's name was, and, and Peter, you're going to be blind. You ain't going to be able to see. And he was blind. So death and life's in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall what? Eat the fruit thereof. You have authority in your tongue. And so he's given us the key to the kingdom. The Holy Spirit is the key. And, you know, that's why it's so important. We talked about it in coffee shop this morning. Talking about how easy it is to grieve the Holy Spirit. He says, let no corrupt, corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace. What? Minister what? Grace to the hearers. Grace to the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed the day into the day of redemption is what that word says not just to it but into it and I got news for you you're already in union with that day of redemption because that day for you has already come he has already First Thessalonians five twenty three says I pray your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus faithless who he called you who has also done it it's finished when he said it's finished it was finished the day of the Lord was the day of the Lord I know He's coming back. We talked about that one day. The kingdom is, and the kingdom's now, and the kingdom will be. But it doesn't take away what He's done for us now. He wants us to rule and reign and occupy till He comes. And He said to them, uh, what did He say, John, there? He says, as my Father sent me, so send I you. Why did He come? For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy, what? He that sinneth is of the devil. For this purpose the Son of God is manifest, that He might destroy the works of the devil. Amen? Why are we here? Destroy the, the works of the devil. In Revelation he says, He that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life. That word overcomes. Or is there something that we we sing about it today? We're more than overcomers. We're overcomers. That word overcomes means victors. We are victory. We're living in the victory. We're more than conquerors. And you know what it says in first John? It says, He that's born of God overcometh the world. And this is a victory that overcomes our world, even our faith. And who is this that overcome? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Then you're an overcomer. And it says in the second one, he says, He that is an overcomer will not be touched to the second death. Is that a good deal? Yes. Amen, if you're an overcomer. Now listen, we're living in the overcoming of another. It's not based on you overcoming. It's based on you living in the overcoming of another. And he says that he that overcometh in Revelation shall eat the hidden manna. How many of you like some hidden manna? He that overcometh i will give power over nations. He that overcometh will be clothed in white raiment. And it says, he that overcometh will be a pillow in the temple of my God. He that overcometh will sit with me in my Father's throne. Is there more? He that overcometh will inherit all things. Now we're overcomers. Now Revelation 2.26, I got a key there one day. When I looked at that, it says, He that overcometh and keepeth my works. Whose works? You hold the beginning of his confidence steadfast to the end. If you keep my works to the end, he says, I will make you ruler over nations. I will make you ruler over nations. What is that? Keeping his works? Good master, John, what must we do to do the works of God? This is the work of God, that you believe on him who he sent, Jesus Christ. This is the work of God. You believe on me. So we overcome by keeping his works, believing what he's done for us. Ain't nothing left to do but believe, guys. You got it? We're made overcomers through what he's done for us. When he said it's finished, you're an automatic overcomer. But you got to believe it. See? And and that's the whole thing. How are you going to believe it? Except, except Romans 10 says some preacher come tell you what it says. How are you going to believe except somebody tell you? But how are you going to hear lest the Holy Spirit reveals it to you? That's why it's so important to have the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that's what he said to them, the fire, season, scribes, you hypocrites. You shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. You neither go in yourself, neither you suffer them to enter in. In Acts 51 where he said, You stiff-necked, uncircumcised in heart and ears... You do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers do, so do you. Now I want to tell you, the natural mind is not subject to God, neither can it be. Matter of fact, it's hostile. If you're living in your old mind, you don't want anything to do with the Holy Spirit. That's where religion comes in. We just do away with all that stuff. But I'm telling you, there's more with that overcoming. Do we need to be an overcomer? What do we overcome? What do we have to overcome in this world? How about sin? How about Satan? How about the world, the flesh, and all that's going on? That's why we need to be overcomers. That's why he's left us here. He's sitting down expecting his enemies to be made his footstool. Who's he expecting to do that? He's already done his part. What's it left up to? Me and you. That's why he's opened up those doors and they're not going to be shut. No man can shut it. And he said, I've, I've opened the gates and it's going to be open day and night. It's not going to be. You know is? Yeah. That's the revelation the Holy Spirit wants to bring to you because in Christ dwells all the fullness of God and we are complete in Him now, not someday. For we are the body of what? Christ and members one of another. First Corinthians 12 says, By one Spirit, Holy Spirit, say Holy Spirit, are we all baptized into one body. How many bodies? And all have been made to drink of that Spirit. Now, you prophesied to me about a month ago, said God has repealed prohibition. Yes. Now, I tell you, that went all the way to my sandals. Yes, Lord. See, God saying it's okay to drink, because yes. if any man thirst, let him come into me and drink. And out of his belly shall go to flow rivers of living water. Yes, and this, they speak he of the Holy Ghost, which yes. they that believe on him have received. Yes. So, don't c- stop drinking? <laughs> Don't stop drinking. Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So have a drink. Let the Holy Spirit rule and reign in your life. Amen? I'm telling you. We have an ear to hear. Go ahead, have a drink. It's all right, I can preach with the drinking going on. John sixteen seven. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Holy Ghost won't come. But if I go away, I'm going to send Him to you. And when He has come, He's going to reprove, reprove the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment of sin, because you don't believe of righteousness. Because I go to the Father and you see me no more. He's the Spirit of righteousness. Woo. And of judgment because the Prince of this world has already been judged. Now I want to tell you something. I want you to hear me now. Jesus said it's important for you that I go away. And if I go away, I'm going to send another. And we call that around here exchange. What do we call that? Exchange. Now... What did he say? If you believe the Father's going to be in me and I'm going to be in him and you're going to be in me, what do we call that around here? Union. When the Holy Spirit came, Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I won't leave you as an orphan, it says, and that's what that word means. I will come to you. So even though he's seated up there with the Father, he's here. The Father's here. The Holy Spirit's here. The three in one is living inside of you. You can't separate all. How does all that work? I don't have a clue. And it doesn't matter. I know what it says. That's what it says. I will come. I'm going to be a comfort to you. As one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you. That's why the Holy Spirit is the feminine side of the Godhead. And that's why Jesus said, you can say what you want to about me and the Father. But you better not say a word against the Holy Ghost. Because it will not be forgiven you in this world or the world to come. He's concerned about how you treat the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the most rejected of the Trinity. He's totally rejected by a lot of people. We want Jesus and we thank the Father, but we want nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. Do you think the Holy Spirit may be grieved just a little bit? See, because what's the Holy Spirit doing? He don't want to draw any attention to himself. What he wants to do is take the things that Jesus has that he got from the Father and show it unto you. Oh, let's, let's go on. I knew I'd get beside myself. When he, the truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he'll not speak of himself. Whatsoever you hear, he'll speak, and he will show you things to come. That's when he said he'll take the things of mine and show it unto you. Now, Jesus said, if you live by the flesh, you'll die. But if you, through the Holy Spirit, do put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. The Holy Spirit's t- here to teach you how to live. Grace doesn't give you a license to sin because Titus says the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly li- lust, we'll live soberly, righteously, and justly in this present world, looking for that glorious day that's coming. And I want to tell you, the day's already here. Amen. Today is the day of salvation. You know, on the last day, wow, that great day, of the, the last day, that grace day, oh, wow, what was the last day? The day he died. Was the last day. It's finished. And we've got a whole new beginning. When He rose, we rose. What's left? Just finishing this thing up. He's so long suffering, He's waiting for more to come in. But I'm telling you what, like Wayne Niffin says every person that goes to hell goes to hell forgiven. But they never received it. Because God loved the whole world that He gave His only begotten Son. And you know what? God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. No pleasure, he said, I have in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked should repent and come to me. That's the heart of God. Why has he waited so long? Because he's long-suffering, not wanting any to perish. But all to come into exchange and to know him. And the church, he's waiting for it to grow up and come on in to know the fullness of him. <clears throat> Amen. All right, page one. Oh, thank you, Lord. First John chapter four. No, I want to go yeah. Yeah. First John four. Verse 7: Beloved, let us one love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. In this was manifest the love of God toward us, toward us, this word toward. Steve was here this week and he he was talking about this word toward. Listen to this verse. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this was manifested the love toward. That word toward is the word en in the Greek, which means it goes in and stays. It goes in and stays. It remains in place. It's not into. It's not out of. It's in. God manifested his love in us. Not just toward us. Do you see the difference between toward and in? The love of God has been placed in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Romans 5, 5 says, The love of God is shed abroad in your hearts. The Holy Ghost has come to put the love of God in your heart, and it will not depart out of your heart. Because it's born of God. You with me? All right. in his love, not that we loved him, but he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfected or matured or or finished in us. Hereby we know that we dwell in him and he in us. We dwell in him and he dwells in us. How? Because he hath given us of his spirit. The Holy Spirit was God's love gift to us. I'll give you a heart to know me. That's the Holy Spirit that's come in to us. That's how we know we're saved because He's given us of His Holy Spirit. Jesus said it's expedient that I go away. If I don't go away, the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost won't come. But if I go, the Father will send him to you in my place. And it's far better that he come and me go. Amen. All right. And we have seen and do testify the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and they that dwelleth in love dwells in God and God in him. Herein is our love made made perfect or mature, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Say now. Now as judgment has already happened to you, some men's sins go on before the judgment, others follow after your sins have already gone on to judgment. Jesus already took care of your judgment. We're not judged. We've already been judged. And we're in Christ. And that's, that's why it's, that's the Holy Spirit has is, is come to teach you of sin, of righteousness and judgment. See, the Holy Spirit wants to tell you about the judgment that's already taken place for you. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Period. It's not who walk out after the flesh but the Spirit. The Greek stops there. There is no condemnation, those that are into Christ. For the spirit of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. Because yes, the flesh was weak and it couldn't. But he did what what the, what the what it couldn't do, Jesus did for you. Amen. I don't know how we got there. All right. That we may have what in the day of judgment? I don't know about you, but when I got saved my first five or six years or four or five years, when people started talking about Jesus coming back, I said, I'd pray, no, Lord, don't. Because I hadn't done enough to be accepted yet. Is anybody out there? Has anybody heard the same, same thing talking to you? You hadn't done enough. He comes back now, you're in trouble. So it wasn't what? I didn't have boldness in the day of the Lord coming back. I was in fear. That I hadn't done enough. Don't come back now. Let me do more. Let me study more. Let me get ready more so that when you come you can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. When Jesus, when God said to his son, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, what had he done? Not a thing. He just received the Holy Ghost and then he got busy. But he started doing things because he was the son, not to be the son. Yes. I was doing things to become a son, not to... Be- is anybody else out there? See, that's deception. How do you think he feels when he said it's finished and all his children are running around still trying to finish it? See, that's deception. That comes from the fall, and that's where this thing comes from. But we need the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us past the judgment and to that, that we may have boldness in the day of the Lord Because what? Catch this. As he is, so are you. Not as he is will you someday be, but as he is now, so are you now. Why? Because you're the body of Christ. And God has set every member in the body, and we've been baptized into one body by his spirit. Now this mind can't handle all that. But that's who you are. All right? There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear, because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made mature in love. See the holy. You got two options here. You want to live by the old heart that's full of fear all the time. Men's heart failing them for looking at all, at all that's coming on the face of the earth. All the blood moons and the stock market failing, and all the stuff that's fixing to happen to you and everybody else. So you better go out and buy food and water and everything else and store it up. And, and you know that's that's the Holy Ghost telling you to do that. <laughs> if you're in fear. No, God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I believe God was very capable of feeding the children of Israel for 40 years. They didn't lack anything. We got a better covenant established with better promises. That we may have boldness, not fear. We're not of those that draw back, but those that believe to the saving of the soul. See, fear has no place. Perfect love casts out some fear. But why? Because fear has what? Mental torment. Don't allow your mind to get into mental torment. He is able to save to the uttermost. Uttermost, is that a long way? That's a long way. Seeing that he ever lives to make intercession. Does that mean we won't go through any hard times? No. Hey, there's a lot of Christians going through some hard times in this world. In this world, now nah, these things I have spoken to you that in me you might have peace, so have a drink. That's right. In the world... You may tribulate, but be of good courage because I have overcome the world. And if he's overcome the world, that means that I've overcome the world because I'm born of him. Because he that's born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that he overcomes the world, even our faith in what he's done. And in that, we're not living by our faith, but we're living by the faith of another who gave himself for us. It's not about me having faith. It's about me living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is a setup, guys. Any way you look at it, it's a setup. And it is finished. We just got to walk out now and take the spoils. That's why he left us here instead of taking us on. To tell the good news of the glorious gospel of the kingdom. And at that, I'm going to stop and let Eric come on up here. And I believe I will have a few more messages to go. Amen. Isn't it exciting? Makes you want to shout. If you don't, Chester will. If you don't shout, Chester will. That's my mule. Chester's my mule. You just got to believe it. You just got to believe it. That's the only requirement. Just like they used to say in their faith camps believe and receive or doubt and do without. No. That's just too easy. It's easy. I know.